Welcome to Teacher's Ed Podcast. I'm your host, Edward DeShazer. Teacher's Ed Podcast is brought to you by Be Well Teacher Box, a gift box to help teachers focus on their self-care. If you have not, please like, subscribe, and give us a review. This helps us get in front of more teachers like yourself. On this episode of Teacher's Ed Podcast, we will be discussing teacher burnout and hitting rock bottom with our guest, Kate Schmitz, who is a first grade teacher who admittedly had a time when she hit rock bottom. All right, today's episode of Teachers Ed, I am joined by Kate Schmitz. She is a first grade teacher at Greater Holy Temple Christian Academy, which is the school that I work at. Uh, She has been teaching for six years, uh, so I'm excited and honored to have her on the show today. Um, How are you doing today, Kate? Good. How are you? (laughs) I am doing well. Good. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to be here. Uh, Just to kind of dive in. Um, can you, I know we've had this conversation, but I think it would be good for other people to uh, hear your story, what got you, what first got you in education, um, and where are you now in education? Sure. So thanks for having me. Um, so to, from the beginning, I went to school for teaching um, on TW Milwaukee. I always wanted to be a teacher, you know, growing up. They're like, what do you want to do when you grow up? You're like, I want to be a teacher. I used to teach my stuffed animals while I did my homework. Like, it was like, I was like, I thought I was teaching my whole life. So I was like, yeah, that's like all I ever wanted to do. So I went to school and it was like, you got to pick right away, right? And you got to pick your classes. So I'm like, okay, teaching. So I just went through that. Um, and I was actually on the cheer team there, which was like a huge, like, part of my college life for sure and it made a difference but um so I went to college for education and then my first year out I took my first job that was offered to me I'm like I don't know salary nice like I don't you know not gonna math it out but they offered me a job with no experience and at the time you know we weren't having as much of a teacher shortage so it was a little bit more competitive, and I just was like a young college student with no experience. So I was kind of unsure who was going to hire me. So I just took the first one that offered it to me, like not really knowing much. Um, and it was a learning experience, to say the least. So, um, and then after that, well, I don't know how far I did, but so my first year teaching was super roller coaster. I mean, first day you're like, I can't wait to meet my kids. Like I got my room all set up. I was so excited. Like my classroom library is cute, you know, like here we go. And then they came in and I was like, oh, like crap. Like it's all up to me. Like, you know, field work, at least someone's there, you know, and you have somebody there, but it was just me. And I was like, here we go. Like day one, they're like, they're ready. So, and that's really when it starts is like the beginning, those first two weeks that we talk about not doing lesson plans, building that, like, yeah, it's real, (laughs) like for sure. So, but you don't really, you're not, we're not taught how to do that ever. And I think like it's mostly experience. So it took me a while to really get into the swing of things and like even your daily schedule, you know, all that. But I elaborated a lot on that, but my first, so my... First year teaching, I met one of my best friends, Hannah, 
she was the other K-5 teacher. So there was two classes per grade. And she was like, she is my mentor still, but she helped me through a lot. And then it was around like winter break or so. And I was just like at a loss. I was like kind of hands up, like, I don't, like I'm totally failing. I'm failing myself. I'm failing these kids. Like, but I'm like doing everything. So I was so confused and was like, what am I doing? Like wrong, whatever. So the administration of that school um, wasn't- To remain nameless. Yeah. To, <laughs> the administration to remain nameless. The administration nameless. at the time. At, yeah. Not our school. No. <laughs> okay. Just want to clarify that for the people listening. It's important. Yeah. The administration at the time, I had been going, Hannah's like, go to admin. Like they're supposed to support you. You know, they're supposed to tell you, you need a lot of help. So like ask them. So the first time I had gone, I was super nervous. I'm like, I don't even feel comfortable talking to you really as a person, but like, hi, like, help me. Like, my kids are out of control. I'm like, you're telling me that in my observations. You're like, your class is out of control. I'm like, okay. So I went there and I was like, I need help. I don't know what to do. And she was like, okay. So right before Thanksgiving break, she slapped a binder on the desk and said, like, you can read through this. Maybe you'll learn something. And I was like, okay. Yeah, so I went home, I read through the binder, and it was a lot of build relationships, like make your lessons engaging, do a, like, you know, it was just kind of the basics. And I was like, okay, but I tried it. Um, but it didn't help. The binder did not help. <laughs> and um, ended up going back to her and um, was like, it's not helping. Like, I'm still like, this is nuts. Like these kids, like, I don't know what to do. I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, looked at me and she said, it's not for everyone. And I think you should look in other careers. And when was this was around Christmas break? Just after Christmas break. So did you so. then go look into other careers or what did you do? Did you finish the school year out? So no, I didn't. I finished that week out, like kind of, my, my main thought was if I give up, I'm giving up on my kids. Um, but I was so defeated in so many ways and I thought that I was failing. So when someone's like, yeah, you're not doing well and you already feel like you're not doing well, you're like, yeah, you're right. So I was like, yeah, maybe it's not like, and it was really hard to accept because you kind of, you think that your whole life. And I think a lot of teachers have always wanted to be teachers, you know, it's just one of those jobs. And so for someone to tell you that, you know, and I totally believed her and I was like, you know yeah, it's probably not, like I'm not, it's not working. So I ended up leaving that job, um, not necessarily by choice, like I had a full, I had a full mental breakdown, like, and I, I, I was trying, like, so I was like not sleeping, not eating, I wasn't drinking water because I didn't have any bathroom breaks, like, so I totally wore myself out, like, so I hit rock bottom, like, I hit rock bottom on my own, but I ended up like actually like collapsing one day in the classroom. The kids were gone. It was like an after school thing, but I like it was it was a whole thing. But I ended up like collapsing physically, and um, so I had like kind of had to quit the job. I had to. I wasn't wasn't gonna go back, especially after that. But so I just after that, I did not know what to do with myself, like in general. Um, I, so I ended up leaving that job early. Um, I just went back, like, 
actually my family I went back and got my stuff out of my classroom like personal stuff and brought it home and I went through like a lot of stuff personally and then I was like yeah what do I do with myself so what I, did you do after I wanted left? to work with kids so I was kind of like nannying and um I was just bartending like I had to get money and so I just kind of was doing like random stuff and then um I well my sister saw on Facebook that you had posted one day and she was like oh like Ed's looking for a K5 teacher like maybe you should reach out to him and I was like ooh yikes big yikes you know I didn't know I was like that's probably not a good idea but I was still trying to find my path still trying to figure out what to do and um I reached out to you you had you know you're like oh like you got the job if you come in and I was like oh like a little unsure and um I honestly like took the job as kind of like a well I might as well try it like I'm really like going nowhere right now like and that is what I wanted to do the idea of having a co-teacher was a huge like check for me I don't think I could have done it on my own again restarted but I had ended up obviously accepting the job at GHTCA and um I think the only reason I am here today is like a huge like because of you and I remember, I think, I don't even know, I think it was like when I got teacher of the month or something for the first time. And I was like, whoa, like me? And it was like towards the end of the year, like just a monthly award, you know, kind of that thing. But every time it was like announced, I was kind of like, like probably not, but maybe. And then like I had, I just remember that one time in the hallway that I had saw you and I was like, I just wanted to say thank you. And you were like, yeah, like you got to believe in yourself. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then like you think back on it and you're like, yeah, I, I you really did, but it took a lot of people around me to believe in me before I could believe in myself. So it took a lot, but I'm bad at tangents, man. But <laughs> you're a teacher. You're used to oh, you're used to sitting and talking talk. with, without people talking back sometimes. Yeah. But so when you think of the per the first person that told you you should get out of teaching is usually the person that when things are hard should be building you up. Mm-hmm. And instead, that person kind of took your legs off from underneath you. But when you got back into teaching, did it reignite your love where you were like, okay, this is really what I should be doing? Because I do think that not every environment is for every teacher. Like what worked for you at our school, we've had other teachers that have came in and it didn't work for. Mm-hmm. You know, So our environment was a great fit for you where it's not always a great fit for other people. But you know, you talked about rock bottom. And I think there's going to be a lot of listeners who listen, who have been like, I know that feeling to mm-hmm. feel like I'm just at my end where you actually had a physical episode mm-hmm. versus just that mental breakdown. Yeah. Um, but how would you, you know, to the people listening, how would you um, describe getting out of rock bottom? Because I think it's easy to identify for some people like I'm at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But for you, how did you get out of and climb out of the rock bottom feeling for yourself? So I think it was a lot around me. I think once I was around kids again, I was like, yeah, I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I think once, you know, when people, when other people are like telling you you're doing a good job or like, oh, that's a good idea even, you're just, I mean... You kind of you kind of roll with it, but 
I think it took a lot like out of rock bottom. And I think I really had to reflect on myself like and just figure myself out before I could figure out. I mean, the career like was just defining me and like taking everything. But it's not it wasn't until I was like happy, like on myself and on my own until that I could be the most effective I can be like in the classroom, like because everything is still there so I think I don't know it's kind of tough to answer but I would say I mean you got to put in the work for it mm-hmm. and I think it's hard because I don't think a lot of people know how and I don't th- and you got to figure it out and I think when you hit it was way before mental health was something that people encourage conversations about for sure you know it's one of those things COVID kind of brought that out where everyone's like you know put your oxygen mask on whereas when right you started teaching it was like work 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 like the yeah. badge of honor was overworking yourself and doing more and burning yourself as thin as you can mm-hmm. um you know and you you talk about rock bottom and there's also burnout yeah you know are those would you th- say those are two different things because i i think in my opinion get, hitting rock bottom is like bam you're there where burnout is something that i love what i do and there's times where i feel burnt out yeah you know so you've hit rock bottom, you know, and hopefully you're not at rock bottom anymore. <laughs> um, but when you, when you transition into burnout, that is something I think that is a conversation. I mean, we could sit here for two hours and talk about that because mm-hmm. of just the nature where now schools are much more short staffed. You have, you know, 25 kids in a class and you have 25 different learning levels, 25 different um, behaviors, 25 different little personalities, Um, And what does, you know, how does burnout, how has burnout affected you specifically? um, And what are some of the ways that you have been able to handle that? So I almost think of burnout now, like it's kind of hitting like a yearly thing, which just doesn't sound great, but there's just a point in the year where you're like exhausted. Are you in that point right now? I think I'm on my way out. (laughs) There is something where I, I, from my experiences, the stretch from like January, you get a lot of days off. You're fresh off of winter break where you've been around your family. You got to travel. Mm -hmm. And then that February to spring break stretch feels very long, especially I think for teachers that are in cold areas where you have seasonal depression is is a real thing for anyone that's listening in that doesn't have snow like we do. Right. Um, but then what do you do when you start to feel, you said you're on your way out. What do you, how do you identify when you're like, I'm just burning out? And then how do you work your, we'll start with that. How do you identify when you're like, you know what? I feel burnout. Yeah. Here. I think you have to acknowledge it. I mean, it, you don't realize it until all of a sudden you're like, I am in survival mode. Like it's a Wednesday and I'm just trying to get through it. Like I'm going to print off what I can and that's what they're doing today. And I like, ugh. and you just have a short fuse. And I think once you have that like short fuse with the kids and you kind of realize you're like, wow, I like yelled a lot today. Like you're like, maybe it's me. Like that's kind of when I notice is like when I lose my patience quicker with them and like, I'm totally forgetting what I'm here for. I'm just like, getting through the day, which Mm -hmm. is a thing because you have to. But I think when I have a short fuse and I'm just in survival mode and then my personal life starts like not being there either because that's easy to put aside. But I think once you are 
burnt out or real close to it's just like negativity just like consumes you you're like yeah this does suck like yeah that sucks too you suck that you know it's endless so it just can consume you but I think the only thing that has truly helped me is like my the people around me like my mentor my coworkers, like our little team like I would not be there every day if they were not there talking to me yeah and I think you know when I when I go and speak at schools and speak at conferences, I I like to speak a lot on teachers' mental health. And I'm not an expert on teachers' mental health, but I do know that if you surround yourself with extremely negative people, and right. it's not even a teacher thing. This is just a person thing. Yeah. It will wear you out. If right. you surround yourself with positive people, it's that will find the good in tough situations. It makes life and I can't even say easy. It makes it more manageable mm-hmm. because teaching is a very difficult job. It's harder now than it's ever been because teachers are burning out. They're hitting rock bottom and they're leaving. They're going and doing other things. They're getting out of it. And, you know, you can understand why. Um, but I think it's critical in who teachers surround themselves with, because if you are around the teachers that are constantly complaining yeah. It's going to make you hate your job. And I think that is why it's hard to find new people that want to be teachers mm-hmm. because everyone that they know that's a teacher, when you look at their Facebook, it's like a meme about how miserable I am. It's a meme <laughs> about me dragging myself across the finish line. It's, right. You know, and I think it's just very important. And you you have a good team of people, which I think is critical for most people. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if every teacher has that type of support system in their school because you, I've been in a lot of schools and there's just a lot of negativity in schools. Be, and a lot of it is because teachers are almost at that yeah. rock bottom stage. Yeah. Um, as we get ready to kind of wrap this up, what I want you to do is, you know, what is some advice that you would give for a teacher that is fresh out of college? That is like, I am walking into teaching what is the advice that you would give someone that is new that is walking into teaching for the very first time? If you could go back and give 21-year-old you some advice today, what would be the advice that you would give yourself? Uh, it's tough because I think it is really just learning through experience. But I think I would probably tell myself, like, we have to remember that we are not teachers. We are also learners. Like the kids teach me something every day. I learn from my coworkers like every day. I go home and I'm like, man, our main problem today was so-and-so doing this, like discipline plan for this, or maybe like what read book on this. Like you, you have to learn from it. You have to do something. You have to work at it. So I think I would just say, like, we have to remember that before we're teachers, we're learners. And, like, it's a lifelong thing. Like, you have to just continue to learn from it. Yeah, and being able to pivot because kids Mm -hmm. on Monday are different than kids on Tuesday. And Tuesday is different than Wednesday. And every day when you have that many little personalities that are in your care, the same way we're hitting rock bottom, some of our kids are feeling that exact same feeling except they're – you know, for you, they're seven, eight years old and they don't, have, they don't know how to manage those feelings. Right. They, they can't go home and have the wine. Right. Um, you know, I want to thank you for coming out. I want to thank you for being on the episode and just for uh, being an incredible teacher. I've told you that a million times. And I'm like that principle that is to remain nameless. Whoever you are, if you are listening to this, 
you lost an incredible teacher because instead of supporting her, you broke her down. So thank you to that principal for for doing that because it ultimately brought you to where you are. And for some, I think, you know, you had to get away to realize, you know, this is what you're excellent at does not mean that you're going to do it forever. Um, but you are an incredible teacher. So I really thank you for being here. And on behalf of your kids and everyone at the school, I thank you for all of the hard work that you do for the school on a daily basis.